Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be the Dungeon Master. My name is Megan Kelleher, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elkin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Cage, I'll be playing Soul Red Hammer, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Danny, I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Rob, I'll be playing Info Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. I'm Adam DeWeese, I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them. Last time on Eclipse, you all left the Aarakocran city on Chandros because you decided to go and take matters into your own hands and fly to meet the lizard folk before Axel returns. Meanwhile, as you're flying, you know, only the nine or ten miles away towards this lizard folk place, Dr. Shepard, with a little bit of help from info, I guess, conducted an autopsy on one of the Salaguin bodies that you took with you. And as you were digging through it you found that there was something weird with the skull so after a little bit more introspection you decided to open up the skull and found an enormous purple tadpole wrapped entirely around this thing's brain now this tadpole looks very similar to an elithid tadpole but there are some differences the eyes seem much bigger and much more blank as they do not contain any sort of pupils the tone is a lot more purple than most tadpoles are. They more they usually have more of a blue tone to them. And you also notice, especially Dr. Shepard, who of course isn't a lithid, uh, they notice that on the side of this tadpole's head are these weird pointed ears that seem to be coming out of just behind where its like tentacles and gills are. And then also another thing you notice is down its back, it has this finned spine similar to maybe like a bass or something like that. So it seems to absolutely have attributes of an elithid and an elithid tadpole, but it also seems to have attributes of something else. And on top of that, Dr. Shepard, the tendrils on this thing are much bigger and more developed than most elithid tadpoles are at this stage. And you're also noticing now that you've pulled it off, the mouth on this thing is like a big round sucker with a circular saw-like mouth. And as you look down, you actually realize this was the mouth that was coming out of its face. You look down now and like it's just a hole at that part of its skull. It somehow was stretched to fit and and match the side the size of its outside face. But you're realizing now this literally was that mouth you were seeing earlier when you did the autopsy. As you're doing all this, uh, you know, five or six minutes pass, and you actually, because you're moving so quickly, are getting rather close to this swampy area where you detected some of the le- uh, some of the lizard folk. <laughs> I almost said leather folk. <laughs> no, I heard <laughs> You are getting pretty close to where the lizard folk supposedly are. So what would you all like to do? Gary can certainly hover and kind of just idle above the area while you are, you know, trying to finish things up here. But yeah, that's where we left off. So what would you all like to do? 
I think I'm freaking out holding these tongs out away from me. Like, mm, somebody get it. <laughs> get it. And as you're holding it out to them, these tentacles are writhing around. You see them grabbing and trying to stick to your hand, Dr. Shepard, but they, like, can't. And you see that these little tentacle things are secreting some sort of liquid, and you feel it, and it has this kind of tacky, sticky feeling to it, but it's it, like, won't adhere to your hand. Do I have, like, a, like a fucking Yeti cooler or something I can dip this thing in, or...? I think you have a... A lunchbox that used to be Kanan's. Oh, did we empty that? Who was supposed to take the trash out? You have a fridge and you have a bean shelf. Yeah, if I got a fridge, I I would like to like hold this thing out on its tongs and be like, mm, Soul Red, <laughs> open the fridge." She will certainly do so. And I'll uh, I'll stick it in the fridge and try to kick it shut. Okay, so let me just picture this. You're just opening a little tiny like mini fridge. And just throwing this creature in there. And you know, like, inside is this giant brain or whatever. You see it's, like, alive. And its mouth is moving. And its tentacles are moving. And it blinked at you. And you're going to just toss it in the fridge. You got it in one, Jeremy. That's absolutely <laughs> what I'm doing. Awesome. So you throw it in there and slam it shut. What is everybody else doing that is just standing here watching this? Uh, I think Solred's getting rope out and is tying the door shut. <laughs> so that way it's little tentacles can't lay out. I don't know if that was the best plan. Sticking it in the fridge. It's just for like a second so we can figure out what the hell that was. Uh, well, you're the doctor. What What do you think it was? It had those tentacles. And as you're thinking about this, Doctor, I'd like to remind you that there is another corpse on board. Info's the only person, I think, that doesn't know it's on board, uh, who thinks it's still dangling from the bottom of the ship, maybe? I don't know. Info is looking out the window, and now that Gary's traveling, who knows? I think Ava's probably the only one that knows it's on board. We just kind of assumed Ava took care of it, but we don't know if it was just left on the ground or what. Yeah, I'll, I'll look over at Ava, like, and I'll say it telepathically just to Ava. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's that, uh, where's that other one at? Where's the other bird? It's in the engine room. Okay, we should probably do something about that one before it, like, I don't know if we can leave the head and then, like, attack us. What should we do, Ava? Should we throw it out? Well, I don't know. I thought your, your idea was to put it in the fridge, so I thought you knew something about uh, elithids and the, the cold and small spaces or that was just a like bias time to like s stick it in the fridge so that like cause I, I've never seen anything like that and that wasn't a illithid tadpole that wasn't a serogoon brain don't know what that was but if there's another one on board we should probably do something about it right info's gonna walk back in and be like Guys, my body must have fallen off or something. Oh, no. Why, why is Soul Red tying up the refrigerator? Uh, mm. because we needed it tied up. I think I read somewhere info that if, if anything falls off the body toe, Gary automatically just warps it on into the engine room as a safety 
measure. So uh, maybe we we ought to check that out. What? Mm, I've heard that. Wait, really? It's in the manual. Oh, cool. Oh, man, that's cool. Our ship didn't have that. It's a sport model. Oh, man. I was wondering what that ST meant on the outside of the hull. I'll say telepathically to Ava, like, what do we? What do we do? Do we? Do you? Do you want them alive, or can we kill them? I mean, they definitely did something bad to these bodies. We should probably maybe keep one in the fridge and maybe kill the other. Okay. Just go like, just you know, do your do your death stuff. <laughs> you might want to be more specific because sometimes that means me dying, and sometimes it means do the, uh, me killing. Do the non-Ava death. The stuff. killing one. Yeah, okay. the killing stuff. Right. Sure. All right. I'll see what I can do. Uh, anybody want to come check out the engine room with me? Info's hand shoots up like a five-year-old. Me, 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 me. Great. Uh, I, I can come with. Oh, good. All right. She's got like her dagger out already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the engine room where nothing bad will happen. I guess me and Whiskey will stay with the tied up fridge. <laughs> Mini fridge. <laughs> well, someone's got to watch that thing. Oh, no. It didn't look too mobile. I mean, we don't want it to be released on this poor lizard folk civilization either. Or on us. We don't know how they multiply. Maybe you get them wet and they just start to hop out of their backs. That's comforting. <laughs> don't feed it after midnight. It's a, a mogwai. I don't know. Was it fuzzy enough to be a problem like that? Mm, I think the bad gremlins also had the same problem. I don't know. It's been a while since I've studied those weirdos. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. I forget the, all the mechanics of the gremlins and the... What are they called? Merrick? Ma- mogwai. Mogwai. Mogwais? Yeah. So we don't want to get these things wet, just in case Jeremy, like, binge-watched all the Gremlin movies the other night when he came up with this shit. Maybe it's a Tribble. Self-replicating. The fuck is that, Jeremy? What do you mean, what's a Tribble? What? How do you know what a Tribble is? It's a sci-fi podcast. It's Star Trek. What's a Tribble? You gotta, you gotta watch. It's like a, a little Star Trek. It's a toupee that chirps. Now I have homework. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's good homework. <laughs> Four triple episodes, and none of them are good, but they're all yeah. essential. <laughs> I think I've, I didn't know there were four. I've only seen the original one. All right, so if you're all walking towards the engine room, you're going to get in there, and this vaguely humanoid shape covered in a blanket is wrapped up and just leaning wherever Ava left it. It doesn't seem to have moved, Ava. Okay. I think... Uh, Whiskey, do you have anything that could potentially poke at it from afar? I stayed in the other room. I was watching the fridge. Oh, uh, who? So who's here? My name's Info. Info, I'm so sorry. Uh, do you? Do you have? Could could we maybe poke at it from afar with some sort of? Oh, oh do I have something I can poke it from afar with? And he's gonna like flip his arm out. And his like arm lance goes. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. It's like very anime sound effects. They finally get to use it. Oh, yeah. And he just starts like gently poking it like a child poking a body with a stick. What kind of childhood did you have? How often are <laughs> children poking bodies with sticks? 
That's your reference. It's definitely dead. Yeah, my God. Like, what was your childhood like? How often were those thick severed arms? That's a whole other story for another time. It, it doesn't move. Seems like a dead body to you. And you know they've had these things laying in these pile body, like corpse piles for 13 days is what they said. Ugh. So whatever that thing was has the other one at least is still alive or seemed to be moving through some sort of response uh, after 13 days of being in a dead host. Info's going to look over at Ava while he's gently poking at it. He's like, you guys are really like moist. I can probably just kebab this thing and we can dump it out the side of the ship if you want. I, that's not a terrible idea. Science. I, I mean, we already have one on the ship. Dr. Shepard said they didn't need more than one. Yeah, we only need one body. Info's just gonna slam his arm lance right into it and shish kebab it. Okay, I was gonna ask Soul Red first, but go for it. Uh, uh, Soul Red, what do you what do you think? You wanna dump it? Uh, it, it does seem kind of dangerous, doesn't it? Feels weird to just dump a body off a ship. I've done it before. It's okay. That doesn't make it any more comforting. <laughs> it's morally acceptable as soon as it leaves your sight. Well, we can't dump it now because it would just we would be putting it in the swamp with the lizard people. So if we're going to dump it, we should wait until we're like back in space space. So I say we just leave it here. I mean, it's not moving. It seems dead. It's been shish kebobbed, so that could have possibly also hurt it some. Well, could you have said something like that before I shoved my arm all the way through it? I thought you wanted to. You seemed really excited about it. I'm elbow deep in mush, moist thing. You love that. What am I supposed to do with it now? Uh, it retracts, right? The lance? Well, yeah, but then I'm gonna have, like, the moist bits all in my joints. How do you usually clean yourself? <laughs> oh my god. It's fish oil, right? Oh my god. Are you out of lima beans or something? Is Apricot about to just, like... What are those fish that hang out on sharks and, like, eat their, like, algae and shit? Is it, like, amore? Why would you know that, Jeremy? Why would you know that? Because he's a teacher and a damn good one. Apricot is a pescatarian. <laughs> Although I guess this is sort of a fish, right? <laughs> yeah. But I the mean, human... The body it's in was more people Jeremy said a few times it looks like a fish. I do remember that. So it's similar to a fish. Like, it's the the body is scaly, and I guess it's vaguely fish-like. But anyone that's studied in the medical field or has studied a, a lot of alien species would have probably studied a lithid and, and the tadpole form of the lithid's life cycle. And it really does look like that, but kind of like you just said, kind of mixed with a fish. But then it also has more exaggerated tendrils than a normal a lithid tadpole would have. It also has weird pointed ears, which lithids do not have ears, though Salguin do, and it does have some sort of bass-like firm spiked fin going down its back as well. I mean, luckily, Apricot hasn't studied illithid, so Apricot wouldn't know any of that. Apricots, yeah, Apricot's up, like, sniffing for, like, very fervently around the head area, just like... <laughs> it looks like a dead body to all of like, you. Apricot, please. An apricot. Apricot, no. Don't eat that, sweetheart. Uh, don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> okay. There's no, there's no familiar that. vet on the lizard folk swamp. I don't know. Now I'm thinking we shouldn't leave it here because the last one 
is alive in a fridge. I'm sorry, what? So this one could be alive inside of there. Wait, what? What do you mean it's alive in a fridge? Right? Info doesn't know that. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Info has no skin in this game and doesn't know why we are anywhere. No. And it's just like... <laughs> it doesn't know. It's like, oh, I can poke something? Great. Info, there is some sort of fish parasite that is like an elithid tadpole, but not inside the brain of this thing that you are elbow deep in at the, at present. You see Info, like, look Ava square in the face, and the, the light eyes kind of just, like, blink rapidly. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm elbow deep in a thing that has a chest buster in its skull that ate a brain that's still alive after two weeks in a moist dead body and you couldn't have shared this information beforehand so in a way you're kind of elbow deep in two things <laughs> but I thought you knew I'm sorry <laughs> if I was gonna look Ava square in the face again just be like so what you're saying is if he hadn't been teleported in here from outside where I roped him in the first place we wouldn't even have to be worrying about this right now well uh maybe probably not it's, uh, who's to say, really, what could have happened in any alternate timelines. All we have is the here and now. <laughs> Did you untie him? Sauron is suspiciously quiet. I, <laughs> Me and Whiskey are safely in the other room with the uh, death fridge. <laughs> I don't feel great about being the one who decides what to do with this thing. So why don't we bring it back in the other room and someone else can decide? I think that sounds like a great idea, Ava. Let's let's do that. You fucked with science and you found out. <laughs> yeah, Whiskey and Dr. Shepard are are great at making decisions. I didn't say anything. You're just making assumptions. Apricot's twitching. I know you're lying. That's apricot's tail. Apricot is a mustelid, <laughs> and mustelids just sort of twitch and shiver. It's sort of how they move about the world. And Foch is going to undo the lance and just go chung, 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 back into an arm shape. And he's going to grab the thing by the ankle and just drag it. Are you guys bringing it to the spooky fridge? May as well, yeah. Yeah, I think Sword will help carry it back over. Yeah, same. So... What are you all going to do with this in this situation? I mean, you you've lanced it, but nothing seems to happen. The body isn't like responding or anything. If they brought it back to Whiskey and I, we would just kind of plop it into the fridge with the other one and retie it, and then go check on. Can, can we get the whole body into the fridge? This whole time, I've been picturing like a mini fridge, like a two foot high. <laughs> <laughs> Right. They didn't extract the thing from the brain. They brought the they whole They did the whole poke body. it real hard in the brain though, so I don't know I don't know what came out of it. Did you You poked it in the brain? Well my lance went in like from one end and came out the other, so I don't know the orientation of the body at the time as to how far and how fiercely <laughs> I penetrated its brain with my lance. But one would assume it got through. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it got stabbed, but this body just falls on the ground and it's like just laying there as a dead body that you've just driven your lance arm through. So, so the 
the brain gremlin's not out. It's what you're saying, Jeremy. I I mean, you don't know. Like, we don't see it. Info just drove a lance arm through the head, and it just, as far as Info knows, it's just a body that they've done this to with their lance arm. Well, uh, Dr. Shepard, you did do a a job of taking that other one's hand off. Maybe you could take this one's head off. I will put the head Mm. in the fridge with the other little thing, just in case it is still in there. Yeah, I'll try to take the brain out. And I want to try to... Oh, all right. Cut. Yeah, I I figure... I don't even know if, like, a a head would fit in this mini fridge by what I'm picturing. So I figure I'll try to actually just cut cut the skull of this one and try to get this brain gremlin out and pop it into the fridge while we go chat with these uh, lizard boys. Surely a couple of Rembrandts would fit in there. Yeah, Yeah, because the... the, Exactly. Because the entire the entire head would fit, but certainly not the body. Um, but if you want to, first of all, what are you going to do with the other body when you pull this one up onto the operating table? Okay, so if I did just cut the head off, the whole head would fit in there? Yes, you're sounding a lot like info, but yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there's any benefit. Like, I don't I don't know if it's, it would, like, take any more time to just cut the thing out. I don't think we need this whole fish head. I think we just want to make sure that the parasite is safely in our mini fridge that is surely impenetrable to brain fish. Right. Yeah. If there's no difference in me cutting the head off versus me cutting the uh, top of the skull and taking the brain fish out, I would like to take the brain fish out and cut the skull. I mean, I don't know if you know there's a difference if you want to I'm just wondering what you're going to do with the body the other body that's still laying on the table while you decide to try to operate on this new one fucking yeet it (laughs) just push it off the table what do you mean yeet it you are all floating above like a lizard swamp you're just going to put it on the floor yeet it onto the floor yes okay I'm just trying to paint a word picture for our listeners so I just (laughs) want them to know the situation I feel like it's already a pretty messy operation room at this moment. Uh, Jeremy, have you ever met a surgeon? Do you think surgeons scrub down the operating room after the fact? No, they do the operating. Yeah. Yes. Do they really? Someone does. I know someone does, but... No, I guess it usually is the scrub tech that does it. Yeah, exactly. Like, the brain surgeon doesn't do brain surgery and then say, okay, now let me get me some Clorox wipes and some Windex. I'm about to clean this bitch. <laughs> they, they, you know, like... So, like, I, like, I do the brain surgery and then I push the, yeah, I eat the body <laughs> off and then I do the brain surgery again and then I eat that body off and then there's just a stack of bodies until someone cleans it up. Okay, well, this, this once very clean and orderly <laughs> operation room, Medical Bay, where many of you have had your wounds tended to and healed, you, you, it's already covered in blood. It's There's, like, burn marks from the necrotic explosion. Now you just, your words, yeet the body off of the operation table. It just falls on the ground. Remember, this thing's face is open and half its head's gone. So there's blood everywhere. You pull this new body up top, and you just want to perform the exact same procedure? Yeah, please. I want to get the brain gremlin out. Do you need info to help you with the heart, or like what's the deal? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. While you're doing that, I think uh, whiskey can't handle this. 
and is gonna start trying to mop up some of this mess. Because clearly someone's got to, because this ain't sanitary. Dr. Shepard's not trying to, like, be a dick or anything. He's just used to back when he had a full lab or hospital, whatever the, uh, you know, whatever his work environment was, he's just used to, like, doing the surgery and then, like, the bodies and the mess just went away and he doesn't know, they don't know what happened of it. Where did they work before the coming in the space? I just want to get some introspection. Um, it was pretty much right out of college, but they did, they did have like labs and they did a residency at, um, St. B and, and never went to, you know, the, the surgical wing there. Right. Yeah. They did like a six month wet residency where it's mostly brain surgeries. Um, most of them failed, but some of them disappeared. Some of them dis. some of the branches up and vanished but just never had to never had to clean up after themselves so they just kind of got used to it i yeet it off you go ahead and cut open this new head i would say to the rest of you almost too eagerly like you're not sure if the bloodlust has claimed dr shepherd because just the ferocity in which they cut into this next body is far too eager and sure enough, it's the same situation. Are you doing everything, like going for the face first or like just straight to the skull? Now that I know like what the tentacles and stuff looks like, I don't really need that anymore. So I just want to get this brain thing out and into the fridge so that we can go talk to these lizard folk and not have to worry about them. Right. I'm not going to make you make another medical roll or anything. You go a medicine roll. You're going to go ahead and cut open the top. Um, you know, it takes a couple minutes. You figure it out. Take 20, whatever it is. And you're able to, as soon as you pull off the top of the scalp, sure enough, you see that tail fin looking thing sticking right out the top of the skull. Does it seem alive? Uh, it's the same as before. It's, it doesn't seem to be moving at first, but if you start handling it, it'll start moving and wiggling around. Mm, soul Red, can you untie the fridge? Yeah, Soul Red will make sure it's open for them. Okay, Soul Red, as soon as you open the fridge, the first one leaps out oh, at you. <laughs> I try to catch it. Sorin quickly pulls her dagger out <laughs> to guard herself. Its mouth is wide open, and it, when it leaps and it opens its mouth, it like seems larger for that moment. Oh, no. Like it, like it can stretch its mouth. Yeah, and it's like you notice how thin its skin is. Like it can just like change to become a larger size pretty rapidly. And it leaps at you, and it's going to actually make an attack. So I'm going to oh, roll no. some dice for once in my life. Oh my gosh. 16. That's not too much. Is that good for? 17 AC, baby. All right. So this thing leaps at your hand. What does it look like as you dodge it? It like leaps right for your hand the moment the door opens. It goes straight for that closest hand. She just like leaps out of the way. I think that maybe her reaction was to go to her dagger and it wasn't expecting her hand to move that rapidly to her side. And that's how she evades it. Okay, this thing plops on the ground and it just starts like opening its mouth up, like opening, closing, opening, closing. And it's like wide. It's like probably six or seven inches dilated. And you see like three rows of these just razor sharp teeth in a circular shape going down to its mouth. And it's like biting at the air. And you see its giant wide eyes like opening and closing, opening and closing. But it almost seems like to be in a panic as much as it also seems aggressive. Its tendrils are just like like flipping out 
they're just moving around and trying to grab at the floor and it's like pulling itself one inch to the right one inch to the left it seems to like be panicking uh as far as you can tell and it's just laying on the ground oh uh, what, what what do we do i is it is it trying to breathe i i'm uh, should we put it back in there uh <laughs> just kind of like looking at the rest of y'all like what as you're all looking at it, it starts oozing this weird gel out of it, the bottom of its tendrils. Chop Shepard, you noticed it was doing a little bit of this when it was trying to attach to your hand earlier, but it wasn't that much, and it also didn't seem to be very sticky to your skin. Um, but it's just oozing all over the floor. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like a Katie did or something, how they just like start creating a, a ooze foam when they're like in danger. This thing just starts like ex- like shooting this weird strange ooze out of its tendrils as it's writhing around on the ground. That's not good, right? Is that... Info's gonna stomp oh, on oh. it. Yeah, I've got the other one, like, in the tong still, like, like half into the fridge, but I, I've got nothing to help with this situation over here. Alright, Info, roll an attack. Unless there's anyone that has a faster move, like a reaction, that wants to do anything about it anyways, or if you can. Uh, feel like Wissy's gonna try shooting a magic missile. You're gonna try to shoot a magic missile at Info? Or at the creature? At the creature. We got one safe. I mean, that's a win in my book. I still don't know how I feel about these brain gremlins. <laughs> I mean, it it attacked Solred. That's true. My friend, so... Info got a 17. Info got a 17, and what is... Are you firing at the same time info stomping? Oh, shit, I probably am. Yeah. Okay, and I believe magic missile auto hits. Yep. All right, just roll damage. That's four. Plus one is five. Yeah, magic missile, you shoot three. I gotta roll some more. Yeah, it's three separate missiles. That's another four and two, so eight more. So 13 total? Yeah. Okay, Info, you stomp on this thing for two bludgeoning damage and then get blasted in the foot for 13 force damage. Ah, so nice of you to stop by. Come in, come in. I'm Silas Lancaster, and this is my library. Within these tomes, you will find tales of monsters, both figurative and literal. Tales to make the strongest of us blanch in fear. Such stories are dangerous, and consumption must be strictly rationed. As such, I shall share but one story from my library each Thursday in October each year. Be sure to tune your wireless receiver to Storytime with Silas. Alternatively, subscribe on those podcast providers the youth seem so fond of. Okay, Info, you stomp on this thing for two bludgeoning damage and then get blasted in the foot for 13 force damage. Unless, Ava, magic missiles are projectiles. Are you fast enough? Well, let's see. Uh, she doesn't need to. I, uh, As a reaction, I can cast shield. So I get uh, plus five bonus AC and take no damage against the triggering attack. And you take no damage from magic missile. Oh, I've never noticed that last line where it says, and you take no damage from magic missile. Never noticed that. So you stomp on this thing for two damage. Then there's a flash of light. You get blasted with three magic missiles, but they all just 
do not burn you because you activate your shield. What does it look like when info activates the shield? Like I've no, I don't think we've seen this before. Uh, it's sort of like a uh, like a hologram looking shield that just kind of goes the like hexagons, very like sci-fi looking, and just like all linked together, and you see them where the impacts are. So all these magic missiles just bounce off of this like hexagonal shield that you just appears around you suddenly and you like stomped on this thing you move your foot and it definitely like is hurt and there's like weird juice shit all over the ground but it's still wriggling it doesn't seem like your two damage was enough to kill it oh shit again again i'm just gonna keep stomping is anyone else gonna do anything is there like a knife nearby or any kind of because i know that we were just doing an autopsy is there's not like a a a tray with like knives or anything on it right yes there are so there'd be some surgical equipment scalpel saw medieval fucking pliers <laughs> Solred has a dagger in her hand Solred has had this dagger ready why what's your plan Ava what I want to try to do is to I have to do this with a weapon strike and I just want to hit it with a weapon strike and do stunning strike and try and like stun it Okay, yeah, you have a tray full of medical knives, or you have Soul Red's weapon, if, I guess, if you can get it from her. You say that like I'm going to resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know. You may be surprised. Like, she just, Ava just leaps across the room and snatches the dagger out of your hand. <laughs> this is my favorite dagger. My lucky dagger. I feel like I'm closer to the, the autopsy things, and I would never steal another woman's dagger because that's a party foul. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a brand I... new X-Acto knife. There we go. I'm going to grab it, and I'm just going to quickly plunge it down into the thing. I'll try really hard not to get foot and just get squid. Uh, so I guess I'll just make a attack. Okay. I don't think I have anything equipped, but I mean, like, it's a... Do I, I, am I proficient in exacto knife? You've got to have proficiency in uh, crafts. I do have proficiency in, like, right? weapons and stuff. We'll just do a d20 plus your dex, no proficiency. Uh, that's a 13 plus my dex is 4, so 17. All right, yeah, 17 hits. So Info's going to slam their foot down an 11, which misses, and then you come flying in with this exacto knife scalpel, uh, and you hit. Um, I guess damage wouldn't be that much, so 1d4. Right. Uh, yeah, let me roll 1d4, and then I'm going to do stunning strike. So it's just one damage, but I'm going to do stunning strike. The target is now stunned until the end of my next turn if it fails a con saving throw. Uh, oh, that's a 16. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, no. All right, so I, so I, I it does not, yeah, no. Uh, that's, no, not going to do it. So I basically just stabbed it just a tiny bit then. Just a tip. Yep. All right, so you stab it, and you just, like, barely damage it. You just cut off one of the little tendrils. And this actually caused it to... I just pierced its ears. Well, it does have ears as well. But this caused it to spew some of that gel it was shooting everywhere all over your hand, and you're just going to instantly take 1d4 acid damage. Oh, shit. 
Uh, just one acid damage, but it burns you and it starts like freaking out on the ground again and you see it like pulsating. It like grows in size a little bit and then like shrinks back down and like grows in size a little bit and like shrinks back down like almost like it's like hyperventilating. It doesn't get like giant, but it goes from like the size of a small fish to like the size of a football to like the size of a small fish to like the size of a football. And this thing seems like it can change shape pretty rapidly. And it's just like moving around, writhing on the floor. And after that, it's going to actually try to leap up and attack your hand after spewing a little bit of acid. But let's see if that happens. Ooh. 19. Oh, yeah. It leaps up onto your hand and this thing bites onto Ava's fist and it is going to sink those teeth into it. And you feel them stabbing from all sides. Um, they're not very large, but it begins to try to kind of engulf your hand. Take three damage three piercing damage immediately. Uh, you take an additional two acid damage. And you feel this thing clamping onto your hand. I'd also like you to quickly make a intelligence saving throw. Oh, shit. Sorry. I rolled I rolled a second time by accident, but the it was, they were both good. But the first one and the one I intended to use was a 22. All right. So with a 22, you're not an expert on this field. You feel the pain for sure. You see it oozing this weird gel all over your hand that is the cause of the acid damage that is burning you, but it also seems adhesive in a sort of way. Like it's really hard to pull off, like it's extremely sticky against your skin. And you also feel something trying to pry at your psyche, at your mind directly. Um, you manage to ward it off. It's like a passing feeling, but you know, without a doubt, something is trying to invade your mind at that moment. And this thing is just attached to your hand. I don't know how everyone else wants to respond. Someone can do something. I don't know if it's necessary to necessarily roll initiative, but if anyone wants to respond in any sort of way. I feel like Solrid might change out that dagger for the spell cannon pistol. <laughs> Just gonna try and shoot it off her. <laughs> Meanwhile, the one is still just dangling in the in Doctor Shepard's tongs. Yeah. Keep that thing away from us. What are you doing with that? I'm trying to get in the fridge and kick the fridge closed. So you can just leap across the room, throw it in the fridge. Yeah, like if I can, if I yeah, if I can. It's not that far. Yeah, it's been like you know eight or ten seconds at least. So you had time to kind of just walk across the room. Is that what you want to do? As soon as that fridge opened or is this distracting you? No, I want to drop this in the fridge and kick the door shut. Okay, you throw it in there, you you slam it shut and then there's still the situation with the little tadpole creature on Ava's hand. Rodney is not liking this and he's going to run over and clamp it with his little tamper thumbs. Does Mr. Rodney still have a heart in it? Uh, Mr. Rodney, yeah, he's just running around with the carafe in his in his head chest area, and it's just a little heart just kind of bobbling around in the coffee there. Oh my. But it's kind of brown now because it's been stained by the uh, Colombian specialty gross. blend that he had <laughs> brewing. And uh, yeah, it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's like so much caffeine, the heart has started beating again. Um, <laughs> If you think coffee stains your teeth, you should see what it does to your heart. <laughs> but Rodney's going to use his force and power to rend on that thing on Ava because he likes Ava. Everyone likes Ava. Except for God. <laughs> Except for any dice rollers or... <laughs> like the universe. So 14 to hit. All right, yeah, 14 will hit. He does four damage. How is Rodney able to not attack Ava's hand also? Or is that not a concern? Well, you said he's like kind of suckered onto her hand, right? 
Like, yeah, it's like in, I would imagine like her whole fist up to her wrist is in this mouth. Okay, and it has like that long tail, right? Yeah, and I would just say as some added context, Ava, you do feel like a large, weird, slimy bump inside of it. So like it does have this entire Salgun brain in there as well with your hand. Mm. Well, Rodney's just gonna kind of like pinch like the fin area and sort of where the fin tail meets the main body. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna kind of pinch those two things and kind of like start tugging on it. So he's just gonna tug on its butt. Just pinch those cheeks. <laughs> okay, to like hold it or to try to pull it off? Uh, to try and like squish it and do damage and kind of pull at the same time to like get it off of her and like and hoping that maybe he can like hurt it and it'll squeal and let go. Okay, so yeah, it takes four damage in addition to the damage it's already taken. And it is still seems to be wriggling about alive. Um, but I mean, it definitely did. Rodney did deal some damage to this thing. Does anyone else want to do anything? I just don't know how deep we want to go with it. If we should get into initiative or if we can just kind of take turns because who else wants to respond in any sort of way? Uh, Solrod was going to try and shoot it. <laughs> oh my God. You people with your projectiles on people in close proximity. I could maybe catch it, though. That's a 21 to hit. 21 definitely hits. Is that 3d6 on this? Well, Ava hasn't died since we got to this planet yet, so... Uh, so that's 10 damage, then. Ava hasn't gone to this planet's hell. It's fine. I can actually... This is pretty dope, so... What what I think happens is, is that you shoot my hand, it rips through the creature and then when it gets to my actual hand I can catch it because anything 10 or lower damage I can just like reduce to zero damage and catch it fucking monk shit love monk shit why don't war people play monks I think it's it's like it's like it goes in and then Ava's like oh I caught it and I know you can't see that because there's a fish on my fist but I caught it and I want everyone to know it was very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fucking dope. Sorry I shot your hand. No, 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 no. It's cool because I can catch bullets. Good. Good job, Ava. Yeah, that's actually enough that when you do hit it with that and it, it stops moving and falls limp. And Ava, you are able to stop the damage by catching it. See, everybody, I shake it off and I'm like, see, everyone, look, I caught it. That's good job. Rodney drops it on the ground, kind of like disgusted. Because he was still holding on to it. Yeah, it's just on the ground, and it's no longer wriggling around and oozing and stuff. It's just laying there dead, and it kind of deflates. It looks like it's small, and then now you can see the bulge of the brain in it. Like, it's only that part stretching out. Everything else is deflated back to being quite small. I'll take my my tongs, pick it up. I'll go over to the fridge. No, don't open that fridge. (laughs) Keep that thing closed. We'll find a different place. Okay. It's smaller now. We can put... Soul Red, you got a can from your beans? Uh, here, let me finish this one real quick. <laughs> she just, like, downs the rest of the <laughs> beans in, like, a can. I bet she has, like, a can holster, right, on her belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's always got a can a fanny on her pack. Side. I was just going to say that we did mention that these brains are smaller than human brains. Would it fit in a lima bean tin can? It's not that small. Damn it. Info can enlarge it. So, <laughs> so Solred just downed this can of <laughs> lima beans for nothing. Not for nothing. They're tasty. Well, not for nothing. Nutrition. Nutritional value. <laughs> it's like Popeye. Like, you've got big muscles now. 
You're just gonna hear a sploosh and a thump, and Info's just like dumping the carafe out that had the heart in it, and he's just gonna hold it out to you. No. Okay, God, I guess I'll put in the Romney. I'm never drinking coffee again. <laughs> I'll wash him out with vinegar later. I think that helps. And I'm just going to, like, stick the carafe back in Rodney. So we got the brain fish in Rodney, I guess. All right, so this dead, weird, half-a-lithid, half-not-a-lithid tadpole thing is laying in this empty craft now. On the ground is a corpse, Two a corpses. lot of blood, some weird gelatinous ooze, uh, spilled coffee, and a heart... And then on the operation table is another body, which also had its head cut open. And what would you all like to do? I'll eat, eat that second body off, too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a thing. Just so that I've got a clear operating table. Info's going to pick up the heart. So if I'm the lizard folk, I see that a spaceship has landed in my swamp. It's just, yeah, it's just hovering above. And then... It parked there for 20 minutes while people inside screamed. I and don't know screamed. if they could hear all <laughs> and that. No one came Shot out. rang out at least once. <laughs> plus the magic missiles. And yeah, a gunshot. I feel like Solra just only has the ability to holster the pistol and just is like looking at this mess, the complete mess we've made in this room. Also, several of us are covered in blood. <laughs> We fucked up, Gary. Thanks, Info. <laughs> I need to get cleaned up before we go talk to these lizard folks. I mean, I got Howard as an emissary, but I don't think he's going to counteract all of this crap. That's true. My hand is pretty burnt. Yeah, they might not like it if we're wearing their old gut friends. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if we can make these guys, like, turn them into leather. Make them into, like, like vests or something. <laughs> Daddies. Well, hopefully they're not someone's daddy. That would be unfortunate. Well, these are the wrong folks, though, right? These are the fish people. We're going to go talk to the lizard people. Sure. Yeah, the leather daddies. Do we have a shower? Does Gary have a shower? Gary does have a shower. You're not all forced to just live in your own stink and zero gravity for months at a time. <laughs> we have to have a shower. I mean, I just need to... I, why am I southern now? With <laughs> You've been hanging out with whiskey too long. What if Ava's one of those people who like takes on the accents of other people and is like, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I just caught a bullet. Catching bullets changes you as a person. <laughs> I, I need to just wash my hand. <laughs> yeah, you can all do whatever you need to do. But in all seriousness, you are floating about 120 feet above the swamp for a good five minutes at this point. The <laughs> Gary is just... Levitating there has not really interrupted much since no one has invoked the name of Gary. And um, it's just kind of waiting for further command. If you are all looking around, you will notice that below you is this swamp that kind of outstretches from, if you look in any other direction, vast ocean in every direction. Um, there are a few trees, but they're kind of scraggly and kind of, they're so low to the ground, they almost look just like large bushes and you see a lot of rocky formations sticking out of the mud. You do see in the distance a large like entrance to what looks like some sort of cave, even you know, just from the outside of the ship. And even though you don't see anything outside at the moment, on the sensors it does show like all the life force that is being picked up on the sensor array is coming from essentially towards that cave entrance. It, it does seem like the topographic map is detecting some sort of structure or tunnels or something underground beyond that uh, cave portal 
but because it is limited and how much it can really scan it, it doesn't show like an exact blueprint or anything but you're pretty sure that this tunnel entrance that's not very far away from where you're hovering um, is where the heart of all these lizards folk where the heart of like the civilization of these lizard folk might be well, uh, I, th- I think maybe we should clean this up and then it looks like there's a cave over there maybe we should start there Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Yeah. I, we should probably just focus on cleaning ourselves. This mess is going to take a while. We, ju- we just won't bring any of them on the yeah, ship. I like look around. Everybody's covered in blood. How many showers are on the Gary? <laughs> is the question, Jeremy. One communal one. Two. <laughs> just a big trough. Is there one like in like the in the surgery room, like the like a wet room? Those showers you pull the core. Yeah, yeah. yeah just in case you get something in your eye. Yeah, like that. I think we will have to like somehow do some shifts where we clean because there's no way we can go in and be ambassadors to these people while we're all covered in blood. I think everybody at this point has blood on them, mostly info, mm. but everybody. Info's just gonna like walk over to the Gary Gangway and like open it up so he can like look out down there. No, I'm gonna go scout. If anyone asks if I'm a god, say yes. And then he's gonna jump out of the Gary. And uh, Info jumps out of the ship, dropping 120 feet down. And that's where we'll end this episode of Eclipse. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.